And this is episode one of Whiskey and BS with Jeff Bosley and Scott Seagram. BS could also be Bosley and Seagram or That's bullshit true. as expected. Uh, this is episode one of Whiskey and BS. It it's is be a lot of bullshit. <laughs> basically <sighs> the uh, uh, a side thing to a day in the life of podcast. Just basically that way I don't have to change the name on the internet. It's basically just for convenience. So without further ado, the first thing we have to do is every week we are going to sample a new whiskey. And Scott and I, being two broke-ass actors, this is the extent of our high-end whiskey for this, Woo! this, this, uh, this Saturday. Or this you guys Friday should evening. recognize probably a lot of them. Yes. If any of my Green James. Beret firefighter brothers, that's like the drink of choice yes. uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, this guy's name is, ironically, Jose Cuevedo. Hey, look at that. I was that. thinking like Jose How Cuero. about that? And he's drunk already with you, he said. So. Hey, all right. Way to go, Jose. Let's do this shit. How many fingers do you want? Yeah, <laughs> I set you up for that. I mean, you kept pouring. I didn't need to stop you. Just in case anybody's curious. What's that? Two fingers? Three? Depends on whose fingers. Three's good, right? If that's you, it's like two and a half. Yeah. Right. Bar- it's like your bartender's choice. Well... Do you want to do you want a toast or do you yeah just toast? Jump Here's right to episode in? one. Here's episode one. Okay. And one of one. <laughs> well, okay. So background for anybody that's watching and or listening to this. Basically, this is supposed to be a podcast. Yeah, I'm have an audio thing going. How that works, I guess. <laughs> uh, I started this <laughs> many years ago in Colorado, and it's just um, the, a day in the life of. Me and my friends and my peers and who happens to also be my friends a lot of the time in Hollywood or just in this world. And for some reason, sometimes it's inspirational, sometimes it's a bitch fest, sometimes it's a nerd session, and sometimes it's pretty much everything in between. And it's, it's uh, going to be right along <laughs> all of those lines for sure. Yeah, Scott and I have. Uh, I met Scott. Holy hell! Oh, I'll feel this one. Yes, Scott. Where did we meet? <laughs> we met on a ridiculous shoot for. Oh, a, shit, that's I was actually forgetting about that. I was thinking yeah, of fix. That's like, that's why. That's why fix though. We met on a ridiculous met, not red. <laughs> Apologize. So we begin. <laughs> we met on a shoot for a movie about Wall Street brokers who fucked up the economy. <laughs> on uh, purpose. That's yeah, on purpose. By the way, which you know, not. Far off. Fast forward. <laughs> but we met on that shoot, and uh, we were both just in the movie. And uh, I got my buddy hired on as the DP for that, Aaron. And while we were there, we were working on our own project, and we said, "Hey, Jeff, that guy, that guy's pretty cool. He could play our bad guy." So we we asked him to play our bad guy. Bold, bold. and that was. Five, six years ago, and 100 pounds lighter or heavier. I mean, yeah, Scott pretty lost much. A lot of weight I, in his... since, since we met, definitely. At least, at least 50 pounds. I was at looking, least. I was getting the picture ready to, you can barely see the little thumbnail I made. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> one's just from that, not that long ago, yeah. too. Like I was looking at old pictures and I was like, God, Scott, I, it, 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 like, it looked like he's, he's went from he's now this and he used to be this. Like, <laughs> He just turned. I mean, that's stood not, upright. That's not unfair. He used to be the number. He's now the number ten. He's this and this at one time. So. Like, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about all that eventually. But if anybody cares, not that yeah. many people fitness do. Fitness questions tend to come up. Fitness questions eventually come up. But uh, uh, 
Uh, Sean, this is a podcast. Yes. Yes, it um, is. Go to iTunes, uh, Jeff Bosley, or uh, A Day in the Life of, and that's where I'm uploading these. So we're doing it live, but over here, we have a podcast currently being recorded. We have a little baby mic and everything. The headphones are just and, for the show. Yeah. And the whiskey, yeah, whiskey is not a prop. So yeah, so Scott and I met each other on that shoot, and then uh, he, he hired me for another shoot, and then fast forward some more roommates, fast forward some more, more ex-roommates, not from the fallout. And no. <laughs> just from a series of logistics. really hilarious events, yes. actually. Yeah, a guy breaks his hand, moves in with his girlfriend, and uh, that's, that's how it worked out. <laughs> that the, that was the funniest goddamn day. I'm sorry, but it was. It was. Let's hear it from your side of the... Let's hear your I side mean, I was just at home. So there I was. There I was <laughs> at home. And uh, I get this message from Jeff, and he says, you know... Uh, I gotta go to the hospital. <laughs> no, no real explanation except me saying, "Hey, what? Why?" He's like, "I can't." It's a long story. I have to explain, but I, I fucked up my hands. <laughs> both of them? Yeah. Plural. Yeah, both of them. Plural. Both, both of his hands. Plural. So. And yeah, the gist of it was, is I was, uh, as I said in the podcast, there's a huge delay that I was holding the mic button. We're still talking there. The live video is not quite live. Yeah, it's a few a seconds behind. There's a lag. That's worse than me on a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> they got like, a sensor like, in or something? It's like it's like a monkey at a, at a zoo seeing his reflection for the first time. That's probably so that you could censor it if you wanted to. Possibly. I guess. I don't know. That's also about structure. Is it class in my That's supposed to be in class right now? Okay, no. Structure is a good one. Uh, basically, I was at a performance center, and ironically, the place is called Unbreakable Performance. Three minutes after being there, I broke my arms <laughs> during the warm-up. And uh, this arm looked like a special effect. It was all dislocated, and this arm is still a little messed up. And uh, It was over the holidays. I needed help. Scott helped me out with my dog, Is, and uh, my girlfriend, whom I just started seeing, she, uh, to her credit... Uh, Stepped up more yeah, than anybody. Yeah, she stepped up more than some relationships that are have been going on for like ten years. Talk about up. above and beyond, like for real. Because yeah. I, I hadn't even met her. I hadn't even met her, and you're like, oh, she's taking care of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad. not gonna be home for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just came home and packed a bag with my one my one T Rex hand was slightly less fat, and uh, moved in with Pauline, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so. I don't even know where to begin. I, I, the OCD in me always tries to do uh, take notes like, hey, let's have a podcast template. But it you know, always comes out. But people obviously watching on Facebook Live, you're welcome to chime true. in and, and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, what the but, hell do you want to hear? <laughs> but uh, also we can, uh, since oh, Scott God. and I, yeah, see, since Scott and I are in movies. Oh my God. Um, it's so many. You have so many followers. Not me. Jesus you know who does. Uh, fair enough. We're next door. Okay. Well, um, let's take well, okay, that into yeah. consideration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's very perspective inducing. <laughs> let's, uh, well, first thing off, the, the movie, I have seen any good movies. It seems like a cliche yeah, said way. Actually, uh, I just watched, and I'm late to the game, oh. so whatever, but I just watched Arrival, and that is probably one of the best movies I've seen all year. 
with, with uh, Pratt and what's no, no, no. Wait. That's uh, Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. It's oh, the alien oh, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I have a rag, and it's not what you think it's for. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Arrival was really good. I thought that was a really good movie. Uh, it's one of those like I went into it with zero expectations kind of thing. Okay. Because everybody kept saying, oh, Rival's so good. It's the most human movie of the year. Joking, because it's about aliens and shit. But (laughs) frankly, I mean, it kind of was. It was really a very human movie, and it was really good. Surprisingly, like, I got to the end of the movie. I thought the movie was good, and then I got to the end of the movie, and I was like, uh, that's that's a good movie. Well, crap. We are the worst podcasters ever. I haven't seen it, so I can't even discuss it with you. Have you seen Rogue One? I have seen Damn it. Okay, so that's my Did homework. Did you see Rogue that's, One? No, no, that's my God homework. Damn next, it, Jeff. <laughs> next time we have one of these, I apparently need to watch a lot of movies. Here's what, I, here's what I'll say about Rogue One. I went into Rogue One with zero expectations, oh, yeah. and I thought it was awesome. Then I watched it a few more times. I'm not saying I don't think it's awesome, because I do. I think it's a good movie. <laughs> However, after you watch it a couple of times, you're like, oh, okay, there's the problem. Oh, so I'm not going to go into the problems now because you haven't seen it. Yeah. When you have seen it, we'll talk about it. So is it one of those things that the glamour is overshadows? Like it's, it's, oh, it's Rogue One. It's the new no, Star Wars. No, I mean, so you're it's blinded by bullshit. totally worth watching. Okay. Wor- even worth the ticket price. I'll even say that. Because okay. I never say that because I think ticket prices are way too expensive. Oh, wow. Personally. <laughs> but, uh, and I love movies. Yeah. Um, I could have downloaded it, but I didn't. Because we don't believe in that. <laughs> Let's see. This new camera says the new Star Wars is nothing like the old ones. They just aren't the same. It's good, but not like the classics. That's actually opens up a uh, Pandora's box. It does debate. open a Pandora's box again. We should talk about it once you've seen it. However, well, addressing you can, that you can comment, argue episode seven. I have been a Star Wars fan forever, seven. and I will say Rogue One is a breath of fresh air in comparison to the other Star Wars movies. And you're talking about a guy who has choreographed a Star Wars lightsaber fight with his best friends. Who, by the way, I can still do that fight. <laughs> without so, getting winded. Yes, so without, wait, no, especially wait. without getting winded. <laughs> but saying that, I think Rogue One is a breath of fresh air. Even I'm excited. Seven? I think, is it the same I think Rogue, One, Rogue One is way better than Episode 7. Really? Episode 7, frankly... Is kind of garbage. That's my opinion. <laughs> if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But if you really want to talk about it, Rogue One, great. Mostly great. I mean, that's Star Wars Episode Seven is a New Hope. Over. That's all it is. It's a New Hope I know, again. That's sad. That's all it is. Okay. And Instead of Obi Wan, it's Harrison Ford, Han Solo who dies. And if you haven't seen it, I, I don't care. I, I don't care. It's been say. a year. Yeah, Watch the after movie. three months, here, the spoilers aren't allowed. The spoilers are allowed. Wait, so in Rogue One, is there any like massive like Han Solo dies? Ah, uh, no, but so it's not plot heavy. What? Or, or is it if, one of those side if you stories watch that Rogue One, you, you can watch Rogue One and immediately, literally immediately, watch A New Hope and be excited. Ah, so it does. It fills in that void. So okay. Rogue One ends. Not not kidding. Moments before Episode Four, 
Like, you go in, it, and I, I watch, I, I'm not going to lie, I downloaded it. And then I downloaded it, I watched it, and then I watched New Hope immediately afterward, and I was like, really? that's, a, that's, that's a new sort of invigorated love for this series. Darth Vader kicks ass. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch the movie, because uh, at the end, I'm not really spoiling it, because I'm not going to tell you what happens, but Darth Vader, they make Darth Vader worth watching. Which episode three did not? Wait, you disagree with me? You're stupid. I'm sorry, Reginald. Uh, who's the actor? Hayden. Hayden Christensen. Hold okay, on. Now here, yeah, okay, now here. Yeah. Go. Uh, continue. Let's hear what. The you're only thing I do, I do know, I do know this, and if somebody can prove me wrong, great. But I doubt you can. Uh, Hayden Christensen reprises Darth Vader in the movie. Wait. So you're saying he's in the costume? He is in the costume. They haven't officially confirmed it, but he was on set for a day. And when you watch the movie, if you've watched Star Wars as many times as I have... Can you imagine how much it costs to hire him and put him in an unseeable costume? Worth it. <laughs> well, didn't they do, wasn't Simon Pegg a stormtrooper? He was. In uh, Seven? He, and so was Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> he, did, he did... I don't know if he was actually on set, but he definitely did a voice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah sure. that's right. And Kevin Smith did a voice, too. Podcast actually way 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 back from the or the origins of uh, Daniel Life of because of Kevin Smith his podcast James Silent Bob get old mm-hmm. and he says go make a podcast it doesn't require anything and you never know what will happen hey nobody could listen to this I wouldn't care exactly <laughs> if anything this just fills our self needs our we're self, having our fun system. either way um okay so uh, Star Wars more frustrating now. <laughs> <laughs> need to see it. Next podcast, Ugh. you have to see that. By the um, next podcast. Have you heard there's a place up north that has a theater, it's called 4D? Mm-hmm. Were you telling me about that? Or I wasn't. It wasn't and you can smell like the, but I, the I know. burnt. I, I heard they were playing Rogue One there. I heard about that. So anybody that doesn't want to talk about it, it's, it's basically now they bring in your senses. And the, the, there's only, I think, two or three theaters in the country that are programmed for it. That sounds right, honestly. Um, they basically... Some poor schmuck has to watch a movie and decide there's some prefabricated wind and sounds and smells, and they basically choreograph that with the movie, so it's, it doesn't come from, like, Luke. I don't think, like, Lucas sends them an audio track. They just go, oh, here's where there would be wind, or, oh, here's where there'd be snow, or the smell of burnt grass if it's a war movie. And uh, basically, so, yeah, it's 40, so you get the whoosh of air in your face, you can actually smell stuff, and the temperature changes. It's like those, uh, it's a, I guess, it's like those theme park rides, you know, you go like Dave and Busters or whatever. Well, yeah, there's the, one, the, the current Star Wars experience um, kind of thing. I just forgot, it was like the Path of the Jedi at Disneyland, have you seen that yet? I haven't seen that. That's kind of is what Is that it the is. new Star it's, Tours? No, Star Tours is the ride. Right. What you and I used to call Star Tours, now I don't know what it's called, but yeah, Star Tours is the roller coaster. Now there's this theater experience that basically, and it's called Path of the Jedi, it's basically a ten minute trailer. Uh, from episode, you know, covering everything. So, you, so basically, that's actually a thing to go watch if you don't know anything about Star Wars. It'll catch you up on everything and kind of slam it into one ten-minute experience. But there's wind and there's the temperature changes. The seats vibrate at certain times. That's kind of awesome. So, yeah, it's called Path of the Jedi. If anybody's been to Dave and Buster's, what it sounds like to me is a Star Wars version of that dinosaur ride. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Because that was Scott's a cool ride. Scott's on his own with me on that one. <laughs> that was a cool ride. Um, 
seemingly identical to what would you say? The new Star Wars are nothing like the old ones. Oh, that's the same person. They can just keep coming up with it. Uh, Jay asks, how's the healing going? Um, good. That is um, a good question. I, I use the hashtag all the time, medically aggressive. Every surgery I've ever had, um, I've done more than I probably should, but uh, every doc, every time the surgeon has been pleasantly surprised. If I only told them the truth, they'd be really upset. So, point, relish. We just saw the live video yesterday. I, I did way more than I should have done. Okay. So that's that. That's um, good. Tamara asks, here's a good question for both of us. Have you ever considered writing your own script? That guy has yeah. written his own script. I would always hand him ideas and say, polish this turd, because I can't write. That is a direct quote. <laughs> polish yeah. this turd. That's the extent of my script that screenwriting abilities. <laughs> um, Scott has written, what we got, fi well, the, uh, the fixed universe. Um, me and Aaron wrote Remedy. I wrote Fix and Sentinel. Um, we would you call no, it the Sentinel no, universe? I would it call it the Sentinel universe. Eventually, you guys, whoever the fuck is watching, <laughs> you guys will eventually see a movie from us, me, him, all of us, etc. Uh, I can't promise a when, but it's going to be really cool. He plays a hitman who's not afraid of killing kids, which yeah. is pretty sick. I'll also, he's got a husband, which I is also pretty sick, if you ask me. <laughs> It's a, a, a dystopian forward slash utopian world because, like, the way I read it is very one of my first lines is I just say husband passively or yep. just kind of in passing and nobody flinches. So that just goes to show in this world that, that should, people moved on past that. The fun thing is, too, like, however you feel about the current political climate, and I don't really want to get into that right <laughs> yeah. now, but however you feel about it, frankly, the current political climate equals perfect timing for the move that I wrote. <laughs> There's so a lot of coincidences. We'll see what happens, because uh, I'm not, like, you know, so if you, it's a sci-fi movie, and uh, when you got good sci-fi, good by sci-fi, sci you don't mean, like, lasers, and it's not like that. No, it's, you know, science fiction, it's ex extrapolated reality, which good science fiction always is. It's just kind of you're exaggerating what already is or what could be. And that's exactly what our little universe is. So hey, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe that'll get some attention this year. Well, to answer Don's question, current time setting, future or post-apocalyptic, it's, kind of, it's just future. It's just There's future. There's no apocalypse yet. It's people wearing suits. And, I would know, call... I guess you could call it post-apocalyptic, but the version of the apocalypse isn't so much... Yeah, it's not Mad Max. It's not Mad Max. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, yeah. Or zombies. It's literally... Which is funny, because I started... We started writing this in 2007. In 2007, we have basically Los Angeles, which is walled off by a giant fucking wall. Nobody can get in or out, and uh, the only real currency are videos and video views. So, <laughs> tell me what you think about that. Started writing that in 2006. Yeah, so Scott, How about this is all Scott's doing, basically. Um, let's see, so... Uh, somebody said, uh, Jeff, the dude next to you is screaming at home. Vicky's to you, if you... There you go, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> I'll um, take it. 
So, Christina is 21 and loves whiskey. Um, enjoy your future. <laughs> uh, let's see, trying to catch up on these questions. Um, oh, okay, well, hey, I'll even do a nod. Uh, in, the, in my need to be OCD, um, I'll do a nod, a uh, death, death corner, or whatever you want to call it, mm, Jeff's okay. death corner, which I can't take credit for. That's be, do you listen to Kevin and Bean on k Rock? I mean, I did, he has a, he has I, a, I did when I drove. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other side side uh, episode. Um, he has a thing called Bean's Death Corner because that, that DJ is oh, fascinated by death. I do And he'll that. find stuff all over I the country about that. absurd ways to people die. But in the little Star Wars, we'll have a two-second moment of silence for Harry Fisher. It should be Harry Fisher. People's Princess. <laughs> Leave it to the WWF guy. Me, I think of The Rock, the People's Champion. <laughs> so now I connect. You just somehow crossed The Rock and Princess Leia. Not only that, but some people out there, maybe one or two, because probably only one or two, are going to be like, "Was Princess? Wasn't that Diana?" Ooh. Like, no, man, it's Carrie yeah. Fisher. That's that's my People's Princess. <laughs> okay. Let's see anything we can spawn off of before we just freestyle. Um, he did come up. <laughs> Matt, Matt goes, I think uh, he just challenged Jeff to a lightsaber fight. <laughs> I mean, if, if Jeff wants to We've do We've seen this, what I'm capable of. I run and I break my arms, so I probably shouldn't leave my house. I'm sure there's a video online somewhere of me lightsaber fighting. I would guarantee yeah. it in point of fact. For some reason. <laughs> I, I instantly thought a lightsaber kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... Now I get some to be now fair, <laughs> actually, you know what? I can say this with confidence. There is a video online of me lightsaber fighting, and I'm not like a Star Wars kid. I'm actually fighting Star a friend Wars. of mine who I got to train for the fight, and we're actually wearing Star Wars costumes while we do it Let's see. in the lobby of an office building. That's uh, true. Uh, oh my god! Go to YouTube. It's I know it's there. I don't, um, have to, I don't have to try to pretend. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, we'll go to the questions. Why not? Yeah, we're not going to get too deep in politics. Um, not, at least not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a vow of mine. Uh, well, quick, Alicia, this is James, and the uh, chief. And actually, I like Alex Anderson. I have had, um, I explained those names, Johnny Walker Blue, which tastes like blood of unicorns. Oh, my God. But That's good shit. It, it costs it costs what it costs for a reason. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I think they uh, definitely. Here's a joke for the uh, non-military with right for, for shades about um, they were running joke wearing your PT belt, your physical training belt. Mm -hmm. The army, the whole military got on this huge kick about wearing this reflective safety belt. Because Ironically, people, I know all about. Do you? I do. So this guy just <laughs> wear your PT belt, you'll be fine. <laughs> In reference to me, always. Yeah, anybody in the military that gets it's getting absurd. I mean, you're you're not you're not my only friend in the military, chief. This is true. I don't own I don't own that patent. <laughs> Disco freaking belt. Yep, Jason, you're right. Um, let's see. Jeff, if you, I don't want to miss the Jeff questions. I'll just answer yes or no. Jeff, have you ever done a workout training video? No. Um, Pauline and I have done like we've done a live feed about uh, during our workout, but as far as like the Tony Rotner, Tony Robbins, we did two ninety X. I don't know what his name is. Tony Horton. No Tony Horton S. Uh, oh shit, that yeah. is his name. Yeah. Um uh, let's see. There's one question I know we both want to answer. 
Who would? Who would you love to do a movie with? Um, I will let Scott Beal first. Damn. <laughs> uh, if you had to pick one before you died. Oh my god, that's that is a tough question because there are so many good actors. And I don't even have a favorite. It's so hard to choose a favorite. If you had to so pick, well, actually, ones. let me help a uh, guy. If you had to pick actor or director, if you had to pick one. Scott also directs. That's how I mean. He directed me and stuff. Shit. Okay. Um, if it's director, <laughs> who do you want to boss around? If it, no, if somebody's gonna boss me around okay. Okay. as a director, I gotta say Scorsese. Ironic. Which I think is fitting. And uh, if not Scorsese, I, I love Darren Aronofsky. I fucking uh, hate Noah, <laughs> but I love Darren Aronofsky. You'll let that one go. Uh, people just chimed in and said they like you. I just need to, we, need cool. to feed, we need to feed Scott's ego. Keep, yeah, shoot, press the heart button or whatever if you like Scott now. Sensing parts across the screen. Just go on. See how that future works. This is going to be so weird. You know, dance, no hearts are going to come. <laughs> no hearts are going to come, and we'll that's see, fine. Here. I'll, I'll send you a heart. I mean, right frankly, now. like. See, I gave. Oh, there's a I don't. Thumb. I don't know who's listening or watching or whatever. Oh, there they are. Uh, come, they're coming. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, and I still mean this, and I hope nobody there takes this go. personally. Look at but that. I oh, don't. I don't honestly care if you like me. I really, I never have. Scott's good. That's just the thing about me. I just, I don't care. I, I really don't. Not uh, in, in Scott's defense, as the PR Jeff Brain goes, <laughs> not in a dismissive way. <laughs> Scott, I mean, Scott's no, I wouldn't put you in the same realm of Justin Bieber. I don't care. Uh, Justin Bieber. I, don't I mean, care what you think if of you me. ever put me in the same category as Justin Bieber, I'd have to head yeah. you on principle. Yeah. <laughs> he was That's at our school just... the other week, and remember my promise. Is, is that I'll go find I will if I ever see him I gotta hit him. I got there like about an hour late. They said, Yeah, Justin Bieber was just here. God what? Damn it. At the method acting school? Why? I don't know. Why was he there? Did you you know about the gender bucket when you peed in, right? At one of his concerts. Oh, I heard about that. You know what? All I gotta say about Justin Bieber is this, and I could care fucking less if you love his music or think he's amazing. I think he's a privileged piece of shit. Frankly. And if I met him in person, I would hit him. <laughs> I would. Maybe not in the face, because that's camera, his moneymaker. Camera, you can't hit a little girl. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We don't you're hit girls, right. and nor do we advocate such activities. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I might trip him, though. And point and laugh. Um, I would definitely point and laugh. Oh, God, yeah. I would definitely. Um, well, okay, so Aaron, Aronofsky and... Scorsese. Scorsese for directors. Uh, who would you ever like kill that on, act with, or opposite of? Or? Okay. There's a lot of great actors who I would love, love to share a scene with. And there's a couple actors who I admire, who I have gotten to be in a scene with. But right now, <laughs> I would probably lose my goddamn mind if I was in a scene with Nick Offerman. I think that would be amazing. Oh, 
Yeah, Scott is definitely... Scott could play Nick Offerman's, like, love child. Yeah, Ron and, Swanson. And, if, exactly. they, if for whatever reason they did a callback and they did young Ron Swanson, yeah. oh, I would be at that casting that edition in a heartbeat. That's perfect. I fell in love with Ron Swanson because of... You know, he really does woodwork. He does. I know he, he does. Has his own Instagram That's part of the reason page. I love him. Are you kidding? Just, I found his Instagram page, and I was like, oh, click. And it was like... It's like, disregard his whole Hollywood career. He's up in some backwoods shed selling... Carpentry. You want good as listening? As if Hollywood doesn't exist. He has a podcast. Good listening or good reading, you can go to Audible and download his first book, Build Your Own Canoe, or Paddle Your Own Canoe. That's, that's it. Dude. Good book. He's up there, though. Who did, um, who was the movie, uh, Jim Carrey did a movie of, uh, of the comedian, um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Tall, lanky guy. Man on the Moon. Yeah. Man on the Moon. Where he was playing, is. uh, Charlie Kaufman, I think. Andrew, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Andy Offerman is that level of like, are you insane? Is this a shtick? Like, is this an act? If you watch Nick Offerman and literally anything he's done, he's pretty much different movie to movie. It's kind of amazing. And then Parks and Rec, I mean, come yeah, on, Ron Swanson, Ron he's Swanson. the goddamn man. Yeah. He's just a... Ron Swanson's the president. <laughs> I, in a heartbeat, I would vote for that. Are you, are you kidding? Come on. Get out of here. Trying to answer these questions. By the way, I, I do, if, if we are doing this literally every Friday, I yeah. get paid next Friday, and I will bring a bottle of lager for you. There are two or three people who told me, I can never pronounce that, that I need to drink that, so there we go. They follow me. They follow me on Twitter. So. Hilariously, Lagavulin is my favorite whiskey. And then I watched Parks and Rec, and it was Ron Swanson's favorite whiskey. Oh, I, I thought they used Correction, a fake name. It's Scotch. Not okay, quite yeah, risky, yeah. but it is. It, it's still, it's good. If you okay. haven't had Lagavulin, try Lagavulin. That's yeah. an open endorsement. That's what I've been, that's what I've been told. Um, you heard the word peaty? Peaty. Yeah, the scotch is peaty. Oh, like peat moss? Mm-hmm. It's like that. I will never be able to know. Like, like, oh, Except that, it's mm, fucking delicious. Like it's delicious. All right. Uh, Tamra, they Just agree with your director choices. <clears throat> Person likes what about food. you? Um, Stallone. I gotta work with Stallone someday. Fair enough. Fair enough. I talked to his brother today for a good forty-five minutes Frank? at the gym today. Yep. How's his and music he, career going? Oh, uh, really? He actually does. Really I know good. he does. It's fucking frustrating. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so I'd want to work with Stallone. It's Stallone Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's just the kid in the okay. 80s action hero kid in me. I can't, I can't follow you for that. Though, uh, obviously, we're not going for Oscars. Although, Arnold kind of... I don't know. Copland? Side note. I, I Copland love Copland. Copland is a good movie. That was like one of the first ensemble movies I remember. When they started, before they started doing ensemble I mean, movies. that's a pretty good movie. Honestly, uh, it is. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch Copland. Yeah. Stallone. Uh, you got... Uh, T-1000, Patrick. Uh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Oh, I forgot he's in that. Yeah. And he's good in that, yeah, too. Yeah, he's really good in that. Yeah, I like he him as a... And then uh, they did a little side like, side movie that nobody saw, Stolen in Him, where they were trapped in a prison. And he oh played another God. weak... You're right. Uh, Patrick played another kind of weak character. And I dug... I dig his character roles. But uh, yeah, the Fu Manchu he has in Copland. Robert uh, Patrick 
is a versatile fucking actor. Yeah, he actually like, is. He, yeah. he should get more credit than he gets. He definitely. Granted, he's done some really bad movies, <laughs> but, but he's, still he's done some really good movies, too. Um, so, yeah, those would be my cliche, obvious answers. Yeah. I would... Who would I kill? Uh, they're all, like, the, they're all, like, sticky. Like, I, Harrison Ford because of Han Solo. I would love to look at You know, like, and, uh, Dustin Hot, like, yeah, like, I don't know, mine are all based on, as a fan of movies, not so much the like, acting quality. Like, I'd kill, and then if you look at it, like, I know you'll appreciate this, as an actor, you'd want to work opposite something that brings you up, brings you, you have to bring your A-game, or you'll get fired. Yes. I'd love to work opposite, like, like, DiCaprio. Agreed. Or, or, uh. De Niro, for sure, Agreed. Dustin Hoffman, that would bring you, you'd have to bring your shit to your shit, right? I think, um, uh, if I had, a, a, like, a short list yeah. of actors, uh, for sure De Niro, for sure DiCaprio, uh, I would want to work with, work with Rachel Wise, because I think she's amazing. Yes. Um, Fountain, right? Yeah, that, that's what I love um, her the most. Many other things, but especially, like, I love The Fountain. Nobody knows what that movie is. It's Hugh Jackman and Rachel Wise, and it's a sci-fi movie, and it's viciously underrated. That's oh god, yes, yeah. It just kind of showed up and disappeared. Yeah, exactly. The Fountain is, and I've said this for years, and I will continue to say, (laughs) is one of my one of my favorites, if not my favorite, my official favorite movie, because it's got pretty much everything. It does. There's no way it's. In any descriptor of it or, or text text based synopsis, sounds like you're explaining an acid trip. It does. There's no does. way to explain what it's about. I just basically say it's about true love lasts forever. Yes. What's the tagline? Isn't that kind of the tagline? Or I think I think it kind of is actually. <laughs> um, like there's there's no good way to explain the fountain. There's yeah. not because uh, you either walk into the movie and watch it and love it yeah. and understand it, which is important, yeah. or you don't get it and you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Very it's true. one of those movies. Very so, true. actually, well, there's another. I'd like to work with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, director-wise, the new Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, that was, was actually a note I wanted to bring up while I was driving today. So the poster has Logan's hand mm-hmm. and a kid's hand holding mm-hmm. it. Next time you see it, look at it. It's just it, it, it's not a hint or a thing. I'm sure they uh, graphically meant to do. But if you look and think about proportions, the kid's hand wraps around, so and they want to show the kid's hand holding Hugh Jackman's hand or whoever the stand-in was. Oh. <laughs> Camera watch down! It here, watch it here, watch it here, watch it disappear. Uh, I am watching. <laughs> it's going to go bye-bye. That has nothing to do with alcohol, that has to do with gravity. Gravity's um, a bitch. But... The, Stay... Uh, Took me a minute to realize that's the monitor I gave you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, and I said you could. That's why I thought it was funny. I was like, oh wait, I remember that monitor. Um. So they have Hugh Jackman's hand, and they have right? like, Hugh Jackman's hand down here, and the little kid holding it. And to if a true little kid, the size of their hands, it their hand wouldn't be able to wrap around Hugh Jackman's palm. So if you look at it, it looks like alien fingers. To be that long, they will, it, it, every time I see that poster, I can't. It's a tiny it. hand with really long fingers. <laughs> that's what it long. seems like. But I think it's a. I don't think there's anything to it. You don't think that's like a mutation? I, I think it's just shitty. Well, no, graphic. She's like, she's a genetic clone of, of Wolverine. Yeah, 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 but it's not like a it's, 
X twenty three for anybody who uh, you know pays attention. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be great. And if anybody else watched the trailer for Logan and thought, hey, this kind of reminds me of The Last of Us, which is a great game. Uh, yeah, you're game. not alone. Oh my god. The such Last of Us is game. a game. It's such like, a like, good game. You might have heard PlayStation, game or... oh, okay, PlayStation okay, 3. Okay. Gotcha. PlayStation 3? 4? 3. <laughs> you can play it on both, I'm pretty sure, but whatever. Anyway, Last of Us, great game. If you think Logan, the final frame of the trailer for Logan where he's standing there, his shirt's all fucking bloody and he's got the little girl holding his hand, if you think that looks like Last of Us, that's not an accident. <laughs> Just um, saying. I want to see uh, that and then another movie's coming for February March. Logan for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I gotta look at my calendar. I Do put, it. I put it in the calendar. We got we got time. We got, we like got 10 space. Monitors. You know. Let's see here. Um, Your calendar is crazy. Because I can't, I schedule anything other than taking the food. I know you do, and I remember this. <laughs> like I, I, this is not foreign to me. But at the same time, it's terrifying. It's so when you terrifying see when you look at it because it's like, wait, do you have free time? You have you time? I know. God damn it, what I used to use to categorize this. Release? Damn it, it was, it was Logan, but there was another one I wanted to see. That I'll actually probably get in line for. Yeah, Logan, that's what I was thinking of. Logan's the only movie coming out that I'm really excited about. I need to see Star Wars. Unless there's Star something Wars, I'm forgetting, which, you know, there probably is. I did go see, uh, on part of the 13th, um, something, man. It was, it was, it was like Beatles. Did you see the goddamn Bye Bye Man? <laughs> okay, the, reason, the reason I did is because ever since I was a little kid, my best friend and I, Jeremy, would watch horror movies on Friday the 13th. And we sustained that tradition in my true early season style. I remember. As we spread apart, I've watched them in the Middle East. I've watched them on shifts as a security guard at college. So, luckily, nobody walked to college that night. I've never missed a Friday the 13th. And this one week, my uh, Pauline and I just committed to it on the internet. So I was like, holy shit, there was a movie, coincidentally, a horror movie at the theaters. It has to be a horror movie, or a thriller, or something along those lines. So yes, yeah, so we went to Bye Bye Man. <laughs> Pauline probably uh, was a little miffed at it because I, was, I fell asleep. It was that good. <laughs> I'm not so, surprised. True to her trooper nature that she's been with me since I broke my wrist and we started dating, uh, she trooped, trooped through that. And there I am asleep. <laughs> she has to suffer the bad movie, and I'm asleep during the bad movie. I gotta, like, I respect your tradition. I do. <laughs> but bye bye, man! Yeah, it was Are awesome. you kidding me? It was bad. It was, yeah, it was, it was, um, what was the one, uh, with the bees? In the late 90s and 80s. Wicker Man? No, not Wicker Man. Oh, God, there's that. No, the one, um, the actors, he's a black guy. Oh, Candyman. Candyman. It was the same vein as Candyman. That's what I'm like, saying. Oh, yeah. it was I saw Candyman revisited. When the trailer came out, I was like, oh, they remade Candyman? <laughs> and they're like, the bye-bye man. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm sorry. What Here's a piece a, of shit. It's a good question. I thought Scott really feels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sherry asked a good question. I haven't seen any of the movies up for Oscars, but who do you think will win and why? Uh, what is up? Manchester Manchester by the Sea's up. That's one of the ones, isn't it? You have that in mind, don't you? you I have Lala. Oh, you have Lala. Uh, okay. 
Is Manchester by the sea? I, I'm pretty sure it's That's, not. I want Pavlar to win that. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I saw La La Land because of your screen. Yes. Uh, I watched it five times. Holy shit. Uh, I, frankly, I am not a fan of movie musicals. Never have been. Uh, with exception, uh, as a kid I loved Grease. I loved that movie. Right. I thought Hairspray was alright. Okay. I thought Hairspray was alright. I interrupt her all, I totally forget this. So Oscars and musicals, that's where we're deviating from. Mm -hmm. Somebody has a theory on the internet that Grease was a uh, uh, a vision of what's her butts as she's dying. It ends with them in a car going to heaven. Like if you watch it through those eyes, that she's possibly laying in a hospital bed dying because she, it was an accident over that summer. That whole movie becomes like a, a death a death trip. Huh. I've never heard that. <laughs> like I guess a lot of the lyrics almost are like a little. Um, you know, end of life and, and in the car going up into the sky. I'm going to have to rewatch Yeah, I'll rewatch it under that I'm premise. I'm going to have to rewatch Grease <laughs> under that premise alone. <laughs> Alright, so back to uh, musicals <laughs> and Scott and TV, Grease, uh, etc. La La, La, La Land. Land. La La Land. Do watch it. I think it's a good movie. I do. And as far as movie musicals go, I like it. And because I really wouldn't call it a musical. It's got musical it, yeah. elements. It's got musical scenes. So I was going to say, they break out in I song. I would not call it a musical. But it's not like Chicago? Definitely not. There, and there are very cool things about that movie. Like, from a filmmaking side of things, when you see and hear about what they've done, okay. and then watching it, you're like, alright. I heard, I know some all very right. jaded people online, uh, in one degree of separation, friends of mine, that they saw that and it like rekindled their a little bit of their youthful hope in this godforsaken city industry. So, again, I think if you want to watch all, like if you're thinking about watching La La Land, do it. Uh, do I agree <laughs> with the Oscar buzz on La La Land? I do not at all. I have a feeling since I haven't seen it, this is just blowing it out of my ass. Well, it, it's. It's one of those movies where it gets Oscar buzz because it's sadly there's a novelty esque element to it of hey Ryan Gosling wants to about doing musical stuff he plays the piano oh we're dazzled by this doesn't take away from the fact that there was a good performance but they see that novelty and they're like Oscar 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 it's it's not it's that's not like when Stallone got fat for Copland they're like yes. oh he's a good actor now it's not even just that it's literally and I will credit Darnell Murphy because he said this tonight. <laughs> I will, I will do that. So this uh, is going to be some poetic knowledge. He, he, he said, he said, and I completely agree, La La Land has gotten a ridiculous amount of award nominations. Why? Not because it's really good, which good. it's pretty good. Okay. But more because it's like Hollywood saw La La Land and they were like, oh, hey, a movie about Hollywood being about great? Us. A new <laughs> Great! Let's give it as many awards as we can! Again, some really cool shit in La La Land. Really cool. <laughs> worth the watch. Good movie. Not worth the Oscar buzz, right. in my opinion. The other thing, too, is people are like, oh, 
Ryan Gosling should win a nomination. It's amazing. He learned the piano from scratch for this role. Ryan Gosling has been playing the piano since he was like 10. He has a band. And if you don't know that he has a band, it's called Dead Man's Bones, which has been around since about 2003, I think? So he plays the piano. Good songs. Good songs, honestly. I, like, I love his band's music. But he has been playing the piano a long time. Now, did he go and get piano lessons for this movie? Guaranteed he did. Because oh, there's yeah. some classical piano. There's a lot of jazz piano, which is great. And it's really great to see him do it. And yes... Ryan Gosling is doing all of the piano playing 100% throughout the movie. They got a guy's hands to double his to do the piano shit just in case they didn't need him. That's a thing. You can look it up. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, now that I've had, yeah. Uh, I actually got <laughs> auditioned. I hate the word because you think, like, you, um, you uh, abbreviate or, or simplify various gigs you get or whatever, like. Instead of saying, oh, I got the national commercial for the Kia Sportage gig, you get, you call it the Kia job. Yep. Just a little, whatever. Everybody does that with any career. But a lot of times, lately, because I've been, because of my proportions, I get modeling jobs. Mm-hmm. One of them is for a WWF wrestler where they need a handstand in. Take a wild guess what I accidentally keep saying for what the work is. So I got a hand job. <laughs> So, I, I mean, it's a hand stand-in, literally, for a close-up for a famous WWF guy. Hand job. Yeah, it's a hand job for a while. I job. can't say his name. But now that I know that, yeah, close-ups and inserts, they're not going to pay the person $20 million for a close-up that's going to take 10 hours to film. You know, so therein lies why people like me get hand jobs. Yep. It's literally true. hand, hand work. Uh, I don't know. In Hollywood, <laughs> in Hollywood, this double entendre can go both ways. It's true. Like, without it's it. true. <laughs> um, so um, we had a good question. Um, oh, this was, I like this, one of my favorite movies, actually. Um, so they said you remind them of Jason Lee from Vanilla Sky. Alright. There's an aesthetic, yes, but I would say attitude-wise, I think it's, yeah. Okay. Vanilla Sky's actually one of my favorite movies. I do like Vanilla Sky. And as you know, it has time even though it has Tom Cruise. And I am very deliberate about my choice of words. Even yes. though it has Tom Cruise. <laughs> if you think, Scott, Tom Cruise is pretty good. Re- rewatch everything he's ever done. There's maybe two movies he's good in. Maybe. I would say Vanilla Sky. Rain and- Man, he's good in that. Vanilla Sky, not bad. Not his best movie. Not bad. I would I would argue Born on the Fourth of July is a way better Tom Cruise movie. I would put uh, and then I just blanked on what it was called the ensemble movie Magnolia. Mm-hmm. I'd put that as Tom Cruise's number one. When he breaks down over his dad, I was like, oh shit, Tom Cruise. Magnolia's got some. Magnolia. Credit. I would do Magnolia, Born on the Fourth of July, Rayman, and uh, uh, I'll say Born on the Fourth of July, Rayman. Vanilla Sky. Anything Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is good at what he does there. Tom Cruise talk with Jeff and Scott. I need to, <laughs> I need to see. <laughs> that would be our new podcast. Tom Cruise. In is he movie, worth it? In this movie. We'll find out. We will watch him run. I and mean, in this movie, we will watch him run. 
he runs in a lot of he movies, run a lot. especially the action movies. Yeah. Well, no, but you know what's funny is what's the what movie he plays a lawyer? Um, it's, I think it's a Clancy novel. Oh, uh, shit. It's a series of books. It's not The Boiler Room, it's the other one. Basically, yeah. He finds a right to run in that. He's a lawyer. He does. In a though. suit with a trench coat. He does. <laughs> Tom Cruise will Hey, you know I think what, it's though? his writer. Instead of like a bowl of green m he's like, I gotta find a way to run. The movie has changed its title like five times, but I know it as The Day After Tomorrow. Okay. That's a pretty good movie. Wait, the one where he has like the cyborg exoskeleton? Yes, thing? that one. If That's you haven't good. seen it, you should watch it. I was judging. Trust that. me. Wow. Like, it looks like it's fucking like, garbage. Get, get. It looks like it's terrible. Yeah. We went to the movies to see it because it was like on its way out. It okay. Was super cheap. Well, yeah, whatever. Let's go. So we watched it. And again, a movie I went into with zero <laughs> expectations. And I was like, oh, that ain't bad. That's a pretty good sci fi movie all around. Plus, Emily Blunt is hot as fuck. And she is worth watching in that movie. Just yeah. because she's good, first of all. Second of all, again, hot as fuck. Yes. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Is Suicide Squad got an Oscar? Suicide Squad, I haven't heard about it getting an Oscar nomination. But if it did, Somebody chimed in and said, uh, Don chimes in and says, How is Suicide Squad up for an Oscar? Don, uh, what? What? For? Yeah, what, like what category? or... Is it music? Is it visual effects? What is it? I haven't heard about this. Because, frankly, if it's if Suicide Squad is up for an Oscar, I mean, they got a lot of explaining <laughs> to do because that movie was, frankly, I mean, I wouldn't even say a letdown as much as I would say a piece of fuming, smoking would shit. You bear, would you go so far as to say Margot Robbie is the only reason in God Margot no Robbie right. and Will Smith. Literally the only reasons to watch that movie. Will Smith and works. even then, even then, Will Smith is basically doing an amalgamation of all the characters he's ever played. <laughs> and Margot Robbie is in like a skimpy outfit, which is kind of... She nails Harley, which is what they needed. I mean, she nails Harley but to a degree. But it's an aesthetic. And, like, they make a nod to the costume or whatever yeah. in one of the flashbacks. That's but that awesome. movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. There's no point to having made that movie. The only good thing that's come from it is that Margot Robbie started her own fucking production company. That is literally the only thing good about it. There you go. That's it. So, yeah, that's, um, that's small. I mean, subtle opinion again, on, on agree with squad. me or don't, and that's fine. But frankly, if you don't agree with me, I don't care. I don't, because you're wrong. <laughs> All right, let's see. So we got suicides. Uh, Don's checking in to see if you're not for. Yeah, I would. I have six monitors and three computers running, and I still, and the internet is not cooperating. So I look it up. We have Google boxes right in front of us. Um, Bobby asks how many shots have you got in you guys? <laughs> How many we're, shots? We're measuring by fingers. I mean, we're doing about three finger glasses each every time. Yeah. I just poured a new one yeah. for, since the start of the show. Jeff is on his finishing his second right now, and there. I don't think I've actually had any that much left in the bottle. Yes, I don't think I. Last time I drank was with uh, We Believe Wines. <laughs> I had that one. That was right. solid wine. Was very good, actually. I drank that last bottle of mine. <laughs> Uh, this guy tries it. Uh, snake Eaters in Vietnam, Green Berets are called Snake Eaters because mm. of the running joke. Before Ozzy did it, like, that's how they intimidated their enemies. They were the famous snakes. So I'm sure one guy did it and 
it would spread like wildfire. But anyway, he goes after the hand job. He was modeling for Snake Reader. I've heard to get that job. So thanks. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, thanks. Fair man. enough. Um, anything to get in Hollywood. Pam asks, departed, yay or nay? I say departed. Yay. Yay. Very yay. Hardcore yay. Yes. I even I even like it was the one movie Wahlberg had to be Wahlberg to be in. Because every other movie Wahlberg is Wahlberg. Like, but have you seen Daddy's agree. Home I with him and Will Ferrell? I haven't seen Daddy's <laughs> Home. I don't need well, to see it. Well, basically, it's the same as the other guys. But if you a, watch the trailer, <laughs> if you watch the trailer for Daddy's Home, you've seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you have. It's true. Like, um, yeah, Wahlberg so, has his time in his place. Yeah. Departed, uh, I would say, yeah, for sure. That was a good thing. Scorsese, Departed. Great. And on that. Nicholson, point. Departed. Great. Was that Leo. Was that Nicholson's last, last movie? good one. What has he done since? I can't. I honestly. Because I thought didn't he like actually why. didn't because he nationally advertise nationally say that he was going retiring because he's having issues with the his memory. He's not retiring. Okay, here's a great thing, and I only know this because of recent events. Okay, okay so Austin, you know, mm-hmm. your cousin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Austin is working on a movie literally as we speak. He he gets to come home on the third. Actually, yeah, but he's on a movie right now. It's a horror movie. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the guys on the movie was telling him, uh, I think it's either the the director or the producer, they were trying to get Jack Nicholson. Oh, that's what it was. Louis C.K. has a great show called Horace and Pete. Okay. It's only on the internet, and it's really, really good. It's 10 acts, and it's like a play, but... It's a it's it's a movie. Okay. It's like, and every episode is like sixty minutes, I think, or Jesus. ninety actually. It's so good, and it all takes place in this bar. But anyway, uh, they were trying to get Jack Nicholson on that to like be one of the characters. They have a lot. The cast for that, by the way, amazing. Must have a lot it's of such play. a good cast. Um, they were trying to get Jack Nicholson. Louis C.K. went to Jack Nicholson's house. Had him read the role for all the episodes with him. And then he went out to the backyard and Jack Nicholson tells him, I'm not going to do your project. Oh, shit. He doesn't say why. He just says that. And Louis C.K. is like, okay, cool, whatever. I got through with Jack Nicholson. He leaves. He's talking to the Jack Nicholson's assistant. And Nicholson's assistant says, he doesn't do anything anymore. He's fucking crazy. He just I, I invites really people out here. He invites people out here. He talks to them, he reads their part, but he never does it because he's fucking senile. He's lost it. He's not there anymore. And honestly, I believe it. I, I completely too. believe that. He's, he was always a little different. Um, I can't think of anything Nicholson's been in since the departed. Yeah, hold your thought. I'm going to hit save on this because it. these are gems and I don't want to lose 55 minutes of amazingness. <laughs> so hold it. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. So we actually had a good question. Um, good question. Very. Uh, y'all should do this every week. Well, we are going to try to do this every we're week. We're going to try. Um, uh, Pretty much every Friday. Schedule and time. life depending. Yeah. Uh, Which I don't mind, one? honestly, because like my write up here, by the way. It was very beautiful. So good. So I, I saw a Snapchat. Yeah, it was along the, the coach. It was so nice. I was in traffic coming from Hollywood, just very angry. So he's at peace listening to his, you know, Yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm, just, I'm here just, you I'm know. Just angry as hell. Um, Underworld movie. I, Bobby, 
chimed in and says, I want to see the new Underworld movie. Uh, Bobby, I am a moronic sucker for Kate Beckinsale in the Underworld movies. Even the little side one with what's her butt? Um, I forgot her name. Not Gina Gershon. It's not. It's uh. I'll it's 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 the her. knockoff version. Yeah. Of Kate Beckinsale. And even then, I liked it because I'm a sucker for it. And I saw ah. Kate. I, I Kate like my friends. I saw Ms. Beckinsale at a uh, Q and A at the SAG After Foundation, and she is funny as hell. Down seems down to earth and swears and British accents always get me. Um, accents in general, <coughs> my girlfriend. <laughs> they, uh, she was, she was pretty dang cool. And, uh, my thing, and uh, I, actually, I have, yeah, yeah, this is coming out right. <laughs> I have lesbian friends that confirm this. That I thought I was just weird, but there's a uh, scene in the very opening of the very first uh, Underworld, in which he jumps out of like the top story of some tower, and she lands, and she. Like it was this, actually it was Kate Beckinsale. The stunt woman was most to fall, and they put Kate Beckinsale on a decelerator, which basically allows her to fall, and it slows her fall. And it's, it's it's a reverse bungee cord, basically. Mm-hmm. It reverses her fall, so Kate Beckinsale could actually be the person that hits the ground and stands up and walks off. She hits the ground and does this weird physical maneuver with her foot when she stands up and walks off. Sexiest they have ever seen in cinema, ever. And I was like. I will watch 60 of these movies if they continue making them. It's really weird and really funny. You know what I'm talking about? But I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I completely agree. <laughs> but I, had, I told that to what, uh, a friend of mine, and she's like, yep, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was like, it's, all right, cool. It's literally like, Kate Beckinsale, by the way, in Underworld, the first movie, oh my god. Okay, and here's something for the gun people, all my uh, gun fans that are following this. Um... Note in Matrix, Terminator, any movie, Heat, the epic battle scene in the streets, everyone's wearing sunglasses. Kate Beckinsale is not. She doesn't flinch the entire time all those automatic, because there are handguns that are modified to be automatics. She's not flinching the entire time, and I fail to believe they digitally kept her eyes open. That's important. That really is. Like, I really, like, yeah, because, hell, I wore sunglasses to look cool. Because you flinch when a gun shoots. If you've ever bad. fired a gun, which I have at a, at a gun range, the first time you fucking fire a gun, if you don't blink, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Like, because you don't really know what to expect. Yeah, your body, you really will, your body will blink. You're, like, you shudder personally, and you, like, like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Yep. But then you kind of get used to it. But either way, so there's he's the right. Kick. He's yeah. right. When you watch her in the movie, you, I, unless I'm completely wrong, no, you're not. But I've seen it enough times that I, I don't think I am. Anytime she's firing a gun, literally anytime, you never see her blink. Yeah. You never see her flinch. She just fucking fires, and that's so cool. Because you had so beer before cool. this, I'm gonna give you the last drip, but I'm that's it. Um, but yeah, so like that was about the same time the Matrix movies were just wrapping up their stint. Don't get me wrong, Keanu Reeves. I would say Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise are the two most physically active actors that do their own shit to an absurd fault. I have to agree. Uh, I have to ask, because I haven't, but it's on my list for this week because of the new movie. Have you seen John Wick? No! I haven't seen it either. Wait, I thought you seen John Wick 1. I haven't seen John Wick 1. 
thought you made fun of me too much. I haven't seen it. Okay, well, yeah. We it must have been somebody else. It wasn't me. Yeah, I thought you were giving me shit for that. I have not seen John Wick. I have heard so many good things. Yeah. And it looks really cool and yeah. really good. And, like, all the behind-the-scenes shit that I've read about, yeah. amazing. Yeah, so but I... But I haven't seen it. It's every moment of silence watch the episode of John Wick Tower. Okay. So anybody that's though. anybody that's um, curious what we're talking about, go here. I'll just type in. The, you know what? I think I can. Actually it's do called this. Celine Jump. Wait a minute. I can, bum. I can type in my own comment here. Oh, you can put it in the links, right? There we go. I just commented on the page. Um, there it is. There it is. Click on that. Let's see. Uh, it is the sexiest move ever. <laughs> I just love it. Or is it the like, mm. Oh. Uh, but yeah, John Wick. Um, everybody, if you haven't already seen it, Google John Reeves behind the scenes training. Um, the range he trains at. This is not endorsement. Terrence Hatfield. Um, we've done a lot. Of, I, there's some brand footage of me there too. I didn't realize where I was at the time. The dude does his work. He's a, like he's, he's, he's so yeah. good. Well, ironically, it's like Tom Cruise and Collateral. Yes. Like I did yes. Everything. Yeah. Like those are the two movies where people that were were weapons people or whatever. Like these guys did their work. Keanu Reeves deserves so much more credit than he gets. Really? Like he really does because the, some of the shit that he does is just <laughs> wow. It's it's so good. And then another reason to watch Sean Wick, which again I haven't. I haven't fucking seen the movie, but because of how much of a cinephile I am and how much I like. I care about people who put work into their movies. The director is supposed to be like this guy who spent so many years doing special effects and especially kung fu and martial arts. I remember seeing a featurette at a movie theater where they're talking about this new camera gimbal that they're using. Uh -huh. Camera gimbal. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> but a new camera gimbal they're using that's so like intuitive and it's got so much range of movement they can just like track around everything that's happening perfectly. And as I understand it, that's a lot of John Wick. Is that the cinematography is oh, yeah, amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The choreography I, I don't foresee is it being amazing. Jason Bourne cut every six seconds. Oh my god! Movie. Like that was the thing I noticed. Like in the Jason Bourne movies, I'm getting you know, like, Matt Damon's one of my favorites. He could be one punch could be six cuts exactly <laughs> from seven angles. It's insane. And to Keanu Reeves' credit, even in the Matrix, actually, maybe it's just Keanu Reeves. I don't know. The takes they do are long as hell. They are, and there's no joke. There's the amount of working I parts that have to happen. Such an appreciation yeah. for that yeah. because it is hard. And yeah. ironically, bringing it back to earlier, <laughs> that is part of the reason why I think La La Land is a good movie. Just a lot of. Stuff I don't do. agree with all the fucking. <laughs> nominations, but, you know, whatever. Uh, if you've seen the movie, there's a scene in the movie relatively early on in La La Land, in La La Land okay. where Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, they are leaving a party, she's trying to find her car, they do this whole song and dance thing at sunrise. Okay. Why it's cool, they literally did it as one take start to finish. One take. At fucking sunrise, like legitimately. They literally had to be done in one day. Literally had to be done in one day. And they did this over a course of, you know, four or five different days. But they still did it in one take, start to finish. What you see in the movie is one take. There are no cuts. 
They are singing live on the spot. Oh no shit! Oh, okay, and so that's it a sounds part. good. It it's sounds okay. good. The choreography is good. The sound is great. The whole scene is so good. Well, it's all one shot. A lot of people are like, "Well, big deal." That's what people in theater do. However, in theater, um, so like, I took my drink, like, <laughs> ninja about ninja your wrist. It's like, how do you like a break it broken radius? <laughs> uh, in theater, there's a lot of moving parts, but. Not really. I, I come from a theater background, so as I said, with all due respect, mm-hmm. the lights are on a certain timing, but most of the time the light cue is set up, the actors do their thing. Oh, I know. The, the, light, the actors are, they, they move in a choreographed spot. That's pretty much most of the working parts. However, in a movie, cameras got to be run about, uh, the cameras are all running, multiple cameras are running, multiple guys with mics are being run. Yep. Depending on the scene, um, with sunset happening, there's all sorts of guys with reflectors, there's all sorts of moving parts, there's extras, there's cars moving, there's the special effects, there's practical effects. Those all have to be running at the exact same time, and so if you do this, like Scott was saying, one take, and you only and you have to do it live and practical, and to capture good sound, it's, it's I'm not putting film on a pedestal, but to pull it off in, in that level of film, does deserve a nod. Like, it's tough. Yeah, there's a lot of movie it parts. It is so tough. That's why there have to be edits. It's not because the actor can't memorize two hours. You know, I look back on when I did theater, I was on stage for like two hours. You just memorize your lines for two hours and you remember where to walk. It's pretty much it and try to act good. In movies, there's a bajillion different things going on, so it's it's not practical. You couldn't make an uncut movie. It's, it's not right. feasible. Or it'd be a home camcorder version of watching a play. Or something that was choreographed months and months and months. Like, yes. for example, Children of Men. Yes. Fantastic movie. A lot of long one to. shots. I think we're lied to now, though. Now? Definitely. I think, like, the Daredevil. Because they, they try to be, like, long shots and they lie to you by, like, yeah, the Daredevil hallway scene. Darkness I think the Daredevil hallway scene. The... Actually, Really? I thought they went to dark. I thought it, I thought it was. There was a lot of dips to dark. I thought it was. Well, what's the other movie? What Hannah? Have you seen Hannah? Hannah um, that was Hannah a long Hanks. fight scene. If you've seen, uh, there's a movie called, it's got Kaylin Olsen. I think it's called Silent Wait, Room or something twins? like that. No, no, no. Um, she is related. It's Kaylin Olsen. Okay. It's not Mary Kate and Ashley. Okay. Oh, that's right. Kaylin Olsen. <laughs> uh, she was most recently in, I think, Avengers 2. Really? Whatever. Uh, Silent House or something like that. They try to pretend it's all one shot, but you can pretty much see in the movie every single place they <laughs> fucking cut. Every single place. Like, they try to hide it. They try to hide their cuts, but you can tell. Yeah. It's like, oh, you panned across darkness for fucking ten seconds. Yeah, you I've, definitely I've, I've cut edited that. something to look like it. Yeah. Movie, and I am shitty at editing, so. No, man. Uh, we're getting deep in the geek in here. No, okay. Um, the other the other guy's voice sounds just like Christian Bale's. I could hear that. Christian Bale? That would, yeah, that sounded like American Psycho right there. Jeff Jeffrey uh, H. Uh, you talking about <sighs> Scott, right? Not my voice. You talking about his voice or my voice? I think it'd be Scott. If you're, talking, if you're talking my voice, it's not Christian Bale. If you want Christian Bale, it's like, where are the other drugs That's going? Christian Bale, Batman. <laughs> Big difference. Christian Bale. Swear to me! Christian Bale who can enunciate before he became Batman. What kind of marbles in this room? I didn't. I thought you said marbles like in the sense of awe. Like I thought you said he marbles in his mouth. Like he no, looks at his mouth and he's like. No, he's got fucking marbles. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you play jacks gotcha, or yeah. you know, whatever. 
Marbles. Okay. M-A-R-B-L-E-S. <laughs> Marbles. Do this every week. We're doing this every week. Uh, New Underworld. Um, let's see what else. Oh, <laughs> Don chimed in on um, on uh, Suicide Squad. It's her best makeup and hair. Okay. Really? Give them the Oscar. Best makeup and hair for Suicide Squad. Really? Because you could argue it's not a special effect. It was all practical. But it's Whose only- fucking makeup and hair are they doing that it's getting a nomination? Margot Robbie? She's the only one with interesting hair in that fucking movie. The only one. Is that what they're getting an award for? Because that's bullshit. Right here. Oh, Grease thing. Throwback. A, co- a coma dream. Coma dream. Is what somebody online, the theory is. That, that the entire thing is for... It's, it's, it's vanilla sky esh. At the end, what if that was all a coma? Okay. Okay. So go back and watch Grease. I will rewatch with Grease. With the, uh, the older... With that in mind. Yes. That. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. <sighs> um, I guess that's... The first movie that's only one shot. I'm not sure you're talking about that, buddy. Uh, uh, not all movies are one shot. Most movies aren't one shot. I was just saying, it's impressive if you have a scene that's one shot. Yeah. Like, uh, go watch, a lot, and a lot of times it's low budget stuff because one shot is cheaper to do, but it's also harder to do. So it you is much harder to do. Um, Scott and I were just talking about Hannah with, I just point on his name. Uh, Eric Bana and Seorsi Roden. Yes. Uh, Hannah is, if I had a daughter, I want that daughter. Um, it's a good little indie movie, and there's a cool fight scene, but it is cut. Mm-hmm. It looks like one take. Because basically, anytime you're in a movie, you're following a guy walking down the stairs. There's so many moving parts. A lot of times, if a pillar comes across the screen, that's where they'll make a cut. They'll pause, get everybody in their new spots, and then pick up the camera again. It's like that old trick, like anybody that had a camcorder growing up. Where you record a stationary object, pause, get rid of the object, hit record again, the shit thing disappears. Yep. It's pretty much that. Um, the argument, and I didn't know this, Daredevil, there's a huge famous fight scene in the Daredevil TV series where it's a long, long fight where the actors had to just be smoked and tired, where it went to dark and a lot of people thought there was a cut there, which is still possibly up for debate. I think... Because at the end of the day, we'll never know. I think it's up for debate, and we'll never <laughs> know unless they say so, but yeah. frankly... In all of my... I need to watch it again, yeah. Because I do like the Daredevil series, but I am very critical of it. Why? It has to do with the Punisher. And if you know why that is, <laughs> You're it's a real because fan. of this guy right here, and you know exactly why that is. But anyway. Um, oh, Tamara, you are my new favorite person. <sighs> It just slapped my hand. It hurts a lot. But yes. Um, what did she say? Punisher. Uh, what do you think about Rob Zombie movies? House of Thousand Corpses, etc. I'll field this one right off. Do it's, it. You'll be, yours will probably be long-winded. Mine will be simple. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie. Um, I met the guy at the cafe you and I went to that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him at a cafe, and he's everything I wanted him to be. He sounds like George Clooney. He's he does. He's actually very articulate and very intelligent. So if you actually... I've listened to interviews of his on like on a radio station or whatever. And if you just close your eyes or you miss the fact that it was the, you miss the fact they introduced him as Rob Zombie, you would swear it's George Clooney. So anybody go back and listen to audio of Rob Zombie, it sounds like George Clooney. Crazy intelligent, crazy articulate. So I'm very, 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 very biased. His movies 
are gory and gross and they're everything that he sh- tries to make them. Like, if you get rid of the Halloween movies, his movies are what he's trying to make them. Old, weird... Like, if you went back to the 70s horror movies and made them today's modern version of rated R horror movies, that's what they're a throwback to. And he's not... I don't know. I don't think he pulls any punches. They're, they're fucking weird. Like, what is it? 13 or 31? 13. 31. The one just came out. 31? 31. Totally messed up. But I watched the shit out of it. Because I love him. I love Sherry Moon. 31 she was is there cool. too. I shook her hand with this hand. They didn't offer to take a picture with me, so this is all hearsay. So yeah, so Tamara, um, Rob Zombie movies. I will, I will watch them. I'll be the first one in line to watch them. I would kill to be in one. Scott. I would totally <laughs> be in a Rob Zombie movie. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, House of Thousand Corpses. Uh, what's the name of it? The second one? Devil's Rejects? Yes! Yeah. The Devil's the Rejects. Or whatever you want to call it. Fucking The Devil's Rejects on its own is so good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah. You get treated. It's better than a thousand. <laughs> you get treated at the end, which is almost hilarious, to like a seven minute scene. With Freebird? With Freebird <laughs> playing from start to finish of this crazy fucking scene of like these the characters you, you come accustomed to. Encountering the police. It's <laughs> fucking insane. And it's right where they ran out of muddy money for digital effects. Yes! This. But it's, it's so bad, but it's so good at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen the first Halloween movie, Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie. I thought it was okay. To be honest with you. I thought it was okay. It wasn't amazing, but I thought it was I okay. Mean, again, the material you're working with. You're recreating Halloween. Which That's what I'm saying. When it first came out on its own, it was a, whoa, it's cool, but now you know, it's been done. I try to give leniency to anybody that's like doing a remake, yeah. as it were, because it's kind of hard to capture the original, frankly, especially if it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, with Halloween, I mean, the first Halloween isn't necessarily good. Yeah. I mean, it's a, really. it's a horror movie and it's iconic, but it's not necessarily good. Yeah. Rob Zombie's horror movie, Halloween, is not bad. It's not amazing, but it's not bad. Halloween 2, I haven't seen it, but all my bias, horror yeah. aficionados, they, I mean, pretty much everybody panned it. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably not far off. But yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, I absolutely love these movies. Um, I actually have to, at, one of my, at my school, do a, uh, one of the things they have you do, I, I already bitched to Scott about this when we were uh, roommates, is they have, we have to do what's called, the exercise is called rock song. And it's basically, it's basically to get rid of, some, some people have huge, huge inhibitions. And so to actually get up and, I hate singing, but they actually want you to get up on stage and, 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 and create a persona like a rock star. Yeah. And uh, they like, pick any song you want, it's got to be rocks. So I know um, Brianna, who you met, she did... Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to the snake dance. Axl Rose. Uh, something from Guns N' Roses. Such a That's new song. so funny. And I, I wanted to do Rob Zombie's Dragula. And uh, I... Uh, why didn't I do it? Oh, I broke my arms. Um, but yeah, I'm huge Rob Zombie. Actually, that was my opener when I met Rob Zombies. I went up to him and I was like, Mr. Zombie, I know you're having... Mr. <laughs> Zombie. I know, you know, I didn't want to bother him. I was eyeballing him the entire lunch. Just going, wait, please don't eat him. Which was done eating, intercept him. He was done eating and he collected the bill. I was like, now. Nah. I run up and I was like, hey, I know you get this all the time. I just want to say, every 
modern playlist or every modern online music app, you are the first playlist I create. Pandora, Spotify, um, SoundCloud. The first go-to is I create a Rob Zombie playlist. And he's like, wow, man, that means a lot to me. And then his wife shook my aunt Sherry Moon, whom, if anybody's my age, watched her in high school and junior high growing up, watched her on the album covers, the album art of, of all his uh, albums before they were married. She definitely was in my uh, my bank. <laughs> I mean, I'm younger than you, but still. Dude, yeah. Can't, can't argue. <laughs> You have Jeff do his. Would you have? Well, it's, it's, it's present tense and future tense. Uh, Scott, did you have Jeff do his own stunts if needed? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, past tense, we future haven't tense. done a lot of stuff that required him to do. Yes. Extensive stunts. But I but would, and you would. You yeah. definitely would, and you kind of have. And I probably wouldn't get hurt, uh, but I'd get hurt walking to my car after we wrapped. I mean, the very first project we did, there was a scene that called for Jeff to shoot a couple of people. Jeff shot a couple of people, and then he stomps the throat of one of the people he shot to make sure she's dead. And I did say she in that sense. It's awesome. I watched this. It's a good scene. I'm not a mad. I'm not like a Satanist or really messed up. But when I watch this scene, my arms go up. I'm like, yes. And and if you think, I mean, frankly, I'm usually the first person to talk shit on my own work or writing, <laughs> but uh, having no relation to the situation whatsoever, Jeff has done podcasts with some fucking UK guy, some English dude, <laughs> where they've talked about literally this project, and the guy said, quote unquote, if I'm not mistaken... You are so terrifying, Jeff, in this role to watch you do the things that you do where you kill these people who have a child relentlessly and unforgivably. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I wanted. Um, He has me play this very... uh, I, I, I drew and I actually made a playlist heavily based on the collateral soundtrack of Tom Cruise. The guy's a very... He's uh, calculated a, hitman. Yes, exactly. Um, He's a by the book. Yes. The company wants this. Yeah, the company I will do yeah. this. And he's very, and by Scott, and I'm not doing a blow a wing up your ass here and kiss your, kiss your ass here, but like by having the character, there's a quick illusion, like we mentioned probably 30 minutes ago about him being gay. Mm-hmm. It adds a, I think it inherently adds a sensitivity or a, or a, a humanity to the character. So you're like, oh. He's just doing his job. He's a decent-looking guy. Oh, that shirt he's wearing is salmon-colored. He is nice. Holy shit, look what he did to that family. So it's... He's, it's, do, he's doing his job, <laughs> but he's a goddamn monster. Like It's awesome. God, I, we should just release that scene. Ah, oh, well, that's a huge spoiler, though. It is, though. Yeah, it, is. it is. That's the one, because uh, um, anybody that's watching this is now my whole core outcome cowboy movie that I've been whoring out for like three years. Parallax. finally release online. Which, by the way, like... Did you watch you, it? you finally... You sent it to me a while ago, yeah. and I finally got to see it. And <laughs> me, who knows Jeff, it took me about... Let's see, how long have I known you? Six, seven years? At least. Seven fucking years to see Parallax? I want... I, yeah, I didn't let anybody see it. Uh, but yeah, it's out finally. Vimeo.com forward slash welcome to Boz. 
Um, he's but, good in it, though. Yeah, he's yeah I really good. like it. I like playing the fucked up bad guy. I mean, I added the reel, the reel for you, yes. and that reel scene that he's in is fucking great. The rest fun. of the movie is really good. Yes, it's actually very good. Meredith, well done. Uh, but where I was going with that is, is that now is out, and fix are the two things that I'm just I can't make Scott go any faster because life life is what life is. But fix, you guys need to see this. Um, Skyward. Scott Stokes, we asked again. Randy, I don't know what this is, but they are sure nice to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thank you. I, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Um, what's the movie going to be called? Tamara, I'm not sure which, sorry, which one you're talking about. Yeah, which movie? We've been randomly talking about. Uh, the one we were just talking about where I played the, the gay collateral Tom Cruise hitman. It's called Fix. It's a chapter of books around a, a city, a fictional sci-fi city called Sentinel City. You'd see, you call it the Sentinel. What do you want? I mean, can you? Uh, I would call it the Sentinel Universe. Sentinel and Universe. if you're interested at all, which if you are great, uh, it's essentially, which is not far-fetched. And if you understand what I mean, then this will make perfect sense. <laughs> um, it's basically L.A. SoCal, Southern California, walls itself off and becomes its own sovereign entity run by corporations. It's a good movie. I love this. I'm, and I'm biased, but it's, it's good. Within this world of corporations, uh, pretty much the only way to get by, make money, or make yourself known is either you are working for the government, which runs everything run by one corporation. You know what's funny is, and I'm not trying to not kiss your ass here, but like as many post-apocalyptic and not apocalyptic Mad Max, but just some sort of weird turn or shift in society, um, as many movies as there are out there about the corporation, I even think of um, uh, what the hell's the guy's name in uh, Aliens, the android. Yes. Because uh, that's the name of the corporation. Wayland. Wayland, yeah, Wayland, Wayland Industries. Enterprises. There's all these movies that allude to a corporation or a grand corporation. Yours is the first one that actually addresses it as a major plot point. Oh, no. So, it's, yeah. it's definitely in there. It's awesome. Um, I'm very biased, but it's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. I was going to say Wayne Tech. <laughs> That's, isn't that like Batman the animated series? It's Wayne Tech. No, Wayland Enterprises is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was thinking Wayne. Nah, man. It, it's it's basically Southern California, Los Angeles, owned by a corporation in the current climate, walling itself off, and uh, pretty much there's law enforcement, and then there's security firms. Security firms are in favor, and uh, they get hired on in place of law enforcement, and the city kind of devolves into fucking ridiculousness. Would you, so, say, would you say it's, they almost enforce their definition of a utopia? I would, I would definitely say There you go. Uh, the world of Sentinel City, in movie fix, is definitely a dystopian society where it's like, oh yeah, we're better than everybody because we're up here, but also pretty much everything you do is televised and on the internet and we can track you everywhere you fucking go ever which 
if you're smart and understand, is not far off from the current status quo. Could be there, yeah. You got Facebook, you got Google, you got any other fucking website. And if you have your phone, you should recognize pretty much any app you download or use asks you, Hey, by the way, can we, permission to use? Can we, use, can we have your permission to use your location or your data? Mic, or your mic in your video. Or your mic in your video? Or your pictures? If that's cool, great. I'm posting a link to fix, at least fix still images right now. Do it. Um. So we had a good point. Oh, again, we're just kind of basically fielding questions at this point. Um, Daniel Craig is James Bond. I like that question. I do like that question. We'll take that Scott first. Uh, Daniel Craig is James Bond. I was skeptical as a son of a bitch because Wait, I. Wait just a second, I'll interrupt you. When we were talking about fix and you talk about LA, Tamara goes, oh, so present day. <laughs> yes, exactly. But here's the thing. I, I've been writing this since 2006. Yeah, so so now it's perfect. But anyway. Uh, Daniel Craig 007. Daniel Craig 007. When the first movie came out, Casino Royale. Casino Royale, by the way, if you haven't seen it, great. It's a great Is that movie. the one that opens with the parkour? It's the parkour, the it's the fucking yeah. casino, it's all of that. Casino Royale. The Scar Eye Guy. Almost a fucking perfect Bond movie. Yeah. Almost perfect. Perfect villain, perfect, yeah. Quantum of Solace is garbage. <laughs> Skyfall is pretty cool. Uh, there's another one in there. No, I thought it was only Hero 3. No, no, there's another one. There's Casino Royale, there's Quantum of Solace, there's Skyfall, and there's one more. This is where if we had a producer, like, Roz on Fraser, sure. she would be Googling this stuff. Uh, Casino Royale is great. Quantum of Solace is not a good movie. Who had, uh... It didn't even look Sean like a good movie. Oh, fuck you. Spectre. Okay. Oh, yeah, Spectre. that's how bad it was. I already forgot about it. I was, like, in and out. Spectre wasn't bad. Who is the bad? Who is the bad? Uh, Spectre, I think, was Javier Bardem. That's what I'm thinking of. And he was fun because Javier Bardem is a good actor, and, and he most chose that he went for. He it. went. No, weird. wait. This is Christopher Waltz. Oh, Javier shit. Bardem. You're was, right. Uh, he was in Skyfall. Skyfall. Okay, Christoph Waltz. I usually like him, but he was kind of whatever in the Bond movie, and I only say that because I forgot he was in the Bond movie. Well, he I was his own. He was a character of the Bond villains in a way. Yes. Which you could argue that's good or that's bad. And Ralph Fiennes, I forgot he was the Emmy. That's awesome. Oh my God, you're right. Okay. Bellucci. Daniel Craig is Bond. Yes, I like Daniel Craig. Uh, he's had four movies, which I I don't think he's beating anybody no, in the Sean Bond Connery game. At all, like the I think. Most. Sean well, Connery no, had did, uh, what's his butt? Pierce Brosnan had the most. I don't know the exact number, but I feel like he had at least. I think Sean Connery had at least five. Pierce Brosnan had four that I know of. He maybe had more. I can't remember. Uh, Daniel Craig is James Bond. I like it. I do. I think he's a good Bond because he's different. He's very different from all the other Bonds. Uh, the the shit that he actually does and pulls off in the movies. Very cool. Holy shit, you wouldn't Very believe this. What? In an interview with people, the Bond producer, Michael G. Wilson, said he would love to have Craig do five more films. I don't know what year this is. Um, taking his total to eight. So, 
Craigslist than four thus far. Yeah, four so that far. That would put him ahead of the current, long, current longest running bond, Roger Moore. He had that many. He had more than four. It Are also not Sean Connery who played this fight. This fight in six films from second. Sean Connery got beat by Roger Moore. <laughs> that that kind of upsets me because, frankly, I have seen every James Bond movie. Not because I'm I like, oh, I love James Bond. Yeah. I just, I happen to have seen every James Bond movie. I made it a point of, like, a rite of passage. <laughs> Roger Moore is yeah. not a good Bond. Those he were, never those was. dark days. I don't, I don't feel days. like he ever was a good Bond. Oh, and the fact bad. that he has more than Sean Connery is upsetting. Yeah. I like Whatever. Daniel Craig. I got kind of biased because of the rumors of his uh, disgruntlement on his last film. Yes. Making ten bajillion dollars playing pretend. Again, that's hearsay. And now that Scott and I are playing and dabbling in this industry, everything you hear, you got to take it like a point two percent service value. Yeah. God only knows what the truth is. Uh, but you do something long enough, especially if you do it for ten months, twelve months, thirteen, sixteen, eighteen months. Emotions get high and attitude gets strong. I mean, I, I, at least in the military, you deploy for 18 months. You get on people's nerves, and you're going to actually quit putting on that facade of politeness and be an a-hole if that's just how you truly feel. So maybe Craig just had a bad day, and that's what I'm hearing in the, in the, uh, on the Internet. But uh, as far as I understand, Craig, I personally believe Craig rocked it. As far as I understand, he's done. <laughs> I don't think after his last one. And I watched his last one in... Having maybe it's just this preconceived notion where they accepted me, like, hey, don't think of a pink elephant. Okay, crap, not thinking of a pink elephant. But because I heard of his bad attitude, it was Spectre's most recent, right? Spectre? Yes. I watched that, and for some reason, I could see his not happiness. <laughs> like, he's like, time to shoot that gun. Like, you know, there's a very roboticness to it, or robotic uh, performance, but that could just be because I was accepted. But. I kind of feel like maybe that's a production person thing. Could be. Because yeah, I, I, I agree. Movies really yeah, are ruined for us, I think, forever. I mean, yeah, kind of. Like, if, <laughs> Especially if you've gone through film school or at least know what's involved in the filmmaking process. Most of the time, nine times out of ten, movies are ruined for you. Because yeah. you watch a movie and you know, okay, this is probably what they had to do. It's or, like doctors watching phys- doctor movies, military watching military movies. Hell, teachers watching teacher movies. I mean, you name this, name it, it'll be ruined for you. So yeah, exactly. It, uh, it sucks because that's why I can't watch. That's why it's hard for me because I'm just a bitter, jealous competitor. La La Land. Um, what's the movie with Chris Pratt? Oh shit! With him and what's your butt? Not invasion. invasion. Oh, passengers. Passengers. Dude, fuck that movie. No, but automatically because to me, I have a cat. I don't know if you, but Scott's a better person than I am. I have a a competitive nature towards my casting pool <laughs> so I'm automatically I love Chris Pratt but I don't want to I like Ryan Gosling but I don't want to because they're younger and have better hair but they're also in the same casting character as me so it's like I like I hate them but I like them so I can't watch their movies like that's why I haven't watched all the land that's why Parks and Rec was so hard for me to watch because you watch the rise of Chris Pratt like I think season one, episode one, it said, and Chris Pratt. Or yep. guess, and introduce Yeah, and introduce Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Next thing you know, by the way, we all just wrote the same role in Magnificent Seven. That's true. He got it, obviously. I was actually there when that happened. <laughs> he got it, obviously. 
Uh, but yeah, so you see that, and it, it ruins just like anything. It, it, it taints your perspective of something that was so pure at one time. Hey, it was ignorantly pure. He's taller. I am taller. It's true. Which is possibly why I didn't get it by at least three oh, inches. Um, that's what she said. Uh, let's see. Any other questions? You're so cool. Um, is that more than one person who said that my voice yeah, sounds like Christian Bale? Agreed, yeah. You guys, I mean, cool, <laughs> I guess, but that's a little crazy. Because I, uh, yeah, no, I don't like think that's not like Daniel, thank you. That's kind of you. Um, yeah. God, this guy goes. Can we call him Scott's Redonald? Scott's Redonald. Are you talking about Sean Connery? Scott's Redonald? Are you a Dave Chappelle fan? Because if you are, I'll take it. Have you guys seen the movie Unthinkable? I haven't even heard of it. Have you? Who's it? Who's it? I have no idea. This is Unthinkable? Uh, Who's it? Unbreakable. I've heard of Unbreakable. Have you heard of Get Out? Because that's coming out soon, and that's going to be great. <laughs> that I have not heard of either. Uh, the Bronx Tales? That. Oh, shit! A Bronx Tale is a good movie. Chaz Palminteri, Robert De Niro, yeah, and some fucking kid who I can't remember. It was not a musical, but it was one of the ones that... Did it's not a musical. Music? It's uh, it's like a New York... It's a classic New York story. Bronx Tale. Okay. It's uh, Robert De Niro's a dad who's got a young kid who gets involved with Chaz Palminteri, who's a mobster running a craps game, I think? There's a good thing in that movie, which is why people remember it. It's like uh, when you're dating... You get you get three great ones. That's from this movie, uh, a Bronx Tale. You get three great ones as far as dating somebody goes. Uh, if you're a guy referring to a woman, that's Bronx Tale. Now I think that it kind of applies to men and women generally. Okay. But Chaz Palminteri tells this kid who's dropped near his son, and that's like the main point of the story. Is uh, you get three great ones in your life when you're dating people. And you know it's a great one if you pick her up from a date, you let her into the car, and when you go around to the driver's side, if she she leaves, unlocks your door, she unlocks your door. No shit, I haven't seen that, but I've always thought that if she unlocks your door so that you can get in, no problem. She's a great one. That's Bronx Town. That also uh, <laughs> period periodizes timelines. Yes, because those days don't exist with. Keyless fobs, but my old Land Cruiser, which you've been in a couple times, I grew up with this truck like since I was 15, and that was I didn't know that in, in Bronx Tale. That was actually a thing I did is when I would raise the night hoe, I'd, I'd unlock and open the passenger door, let her get in, and if she opened my door by the time I got to the driver's side, she's getting proposed to. True fault. My first car was a '84 Ford Thunderbird. And I had seen Bronx Tale at the ripe age of 16. So, in my Ford Thunderbird, when my girlfriend at the time unlocked my car door the very first time I let her in the car, I was like, she's a great one! She's a keeper. She's a keeper. She was not a keeper. Yeah, no. She was not. Don, Don, <laughs> Don clarified. No, Scott, he was writing Fix since 2006 and it happened to be uh, now to L.A. He told the future like Ghost of Promise. 
So Scots, not Scotsman, Scott. I, I, I would love to take exclusive credit for that, <laughs> but unfortunately, me and my buddy Aaron, who is who has been, not now, but has been my writing partner, came up with this world of Sentinel and Fix, etc., etc., and frankly, a lot of the ideas related to, especially now, our present time and future, <laughs> did come from there. There were things that we discussed, and I agreed upon, but they were initially proposed by the That's That's true. Um, uh, I either way, I think you guys would enjoy it. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Uh, cool. I got a piss. Well, we might have to just wrap it there, though. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hell, we're at, uh, we're at 90 minutes. We're at, yeah, hour so 36. For, for, this is supposed to be audio, but we kind of uh, catered to the video audience. So, when this podcast gets uploaded, it'll be on iTunes under A Day in the Life of. It'll also be on Podbean, Jeff Bosley, if you're interested in Jeff Bosley. Uh, you I'll find probably me. spam that shit. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll horror and share, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, uh, stay tuned. Keep in touch with uh, jeffbosley.com. Uh, the, uh, the individual that left me, a major, 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 major director, of which whose name was mentioned today, has seen Scott's work and my work. Whether it comes to anything, who knows? Uh, but stay. If it does, we will brag like goddamn <laughs> yes. crazy. You and better yeah, we'll it. buy we'll buy random people islands. Um, but that's it for uh, episode one of Whiskey and BS with uh, Bosley and Seagram and the bullshit. Thank you, and that's that. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening for an entire ninety minutes of your life. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for the questions. Uh, next time. If you want to throw more questions, we will answer them. Especially me. (laughs) I'm fucking hammered. He's long-winded. It's true. (laughs)